Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome once again to Daily Daf Differently. It's Jeremy Kalmanowski and today we're studying page Kuf Nun 150, getting close to the end of our tractate. Today's page is a very rich page, both in terms of interesting ideas and in terms of behavioral norms. Uh, let's start with the behavioral norms and the ideas are embedded in there. The Mishnah says, Lo yiskor adam po'alim b'shabat you shouldn't plan, you shouldn't hire workers, you shouldn't make a, a promise of a contract, you shouldn't hire a middleman that he would make the promise of a contract to your workers for after Shabbat. You can't say, meet me here tomorrow morning at sunrise and I'll pay you $50 for the day. Um, the Talmud goes on and says, however, uh, it rules in accordance with one of the teachers, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Korcha, Rabbi Joshua, the son of the bald man, who does permit a kind of allusive agreement uh, for for a person to say, uh, meet me here tomorrow, and, you know, dot, 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 the, everyone can fill in the blanks. Uh, Rabbi Yoshua takes this position because in Isaiah chapter 58, very well-known passage, it's the Haftarah for Yom Kippur, I'm sure the synagogue goers among, among us remember that, um, that the Haftarah on Yom Kippur is, is about not just fasting ritually, but creating social justice, feeding the poor, uh, bringing the homeless home, and clothing the naked. Uh, it also is a, is a kind of a celebration of Shabbat, and says, you have to honor my holy day, uh, don't pursue your own needs, um, restrain your foot from, from pursuing your own advancement, from pursuing your own desires, and speaking your own words. Uh, to which Rabbi Yoshua ben Korcha says, Dibur asur, speaking the words are forbidden. Hirhur mutar, but thinking them, I, I can't exactly prohibit you from thinking them. Um, so if somebody thinks about business, it's not exactly, it's not exactly forbidden. Now this this creates an interesting discussion about whether or not uh, a speech act is uh, is it the same thing as a real act. Is a is a thought. Uh, a speech act is a real act in the Talmud's mind. How about a thought? Is a thought the same thing as speech, such that it is, it is an act that is forbidden? In general, we come to the conclusion that it is not. Um, there is one exception, which is that you shouldn't think about Torah matters in the latrine, but that's for a separate verse. The Talmud says here, V'haya machanecha kadosh. In Deuteronomy chapter 23, it says that your camp should be holy, and it is seen just as kind of ugly or inappropriate to be thinking about the Torah in a bathhouse. But in general, thinking things is not the same thing as as doing them. Now, in another place in the Talmud, in a kind of a pietistic vein, in Tractate Yoma, it says, The thoughts of sin are even worse than the sin itself. But I think that that's a kind of homiletical or exhortative uh, uh, urge for people to, to have pure thoughts as well as pure deeds, but in terms of norms, actual norms, a thought is not a deed, okay? Um, 
the uh, the Talmud at the bottom of our page also raises an interesting set of laws, which are in fact a uh, a conflict between the ancient schools of Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai, those early early rabbinic uh, schools of thought, in which Beit Hillel permits and and Beit Shammai forbids um, making calculations, business type calculations for dvar mitzvah, for religiously uh, required acts. Beit Hillel does permit, and now I'll read you this this passage. Uh, the the, uh, the the teaching is no longer given in the name of Beit Hillel, but a different rabbinic text does associate it with them. Here it's given in the name of uh, uh, Rabbi uh, Elazar, who says, "Poskim b'Shabbat," that you can uh, uh, pledge uh, to give tzedakah to the poor on Shabbat. You can pledge on Shabbat to give tzedakah after Shabbat. And we go on and we give other examples in the names of other authorities. Um, you can save one life and you can save many lives on Shabbat. You can go to the, to the synagogue or public assembly place to uh, have a meeting about public needs on Shabbat. You can go to not just the Jewish places, but the non-Jewish places with those names like teatro, theaters, kirkasaot, circuses, basilikaot, basilicas, to take care of public needs on Shabbat. Uh, goes on and says, taught in the house of Rabbi Menasha, mishadchin alatinokot le'ares b'Shabbat. You can make the financial discussions to make a marriage on Shabbat. And you can hire a Torah teacher and even a craft, a business teacher, for uh, a child. You can hire them on Shabbat to do the work after Shabbat. Uh, why? The Talmud concludes, Your own desires are forbidden. But God's desires and God's plans, those are permitted on Shabbat. All this fits that, the Iske Rabim, the public needs, the marriages of orphans, the teaching of Torah, all of that fits the, the category of Chetzei Shamayim, God's, God's uh, intention. Well, how about, uh, how about Lilamdo Omanut, to teach the person a craft? That certainly seems like a human and not a, a, a normatively religious requirement. Rashi says, however, Dehat uh, Nami Mitzvahi. That work is also a mitzvah. Work is also a uh, a commandment. And I, I mentioned in yesterday's page that one of the core uh, virtues of Judaism is to be a co-creator along with God of the world, to turn trees into wood, into tables and chairs, and to turn stones into into iron that become you know silverware and and forks and cars and all of the things that we do. We are uh, we are uh, economic people as well as uh, religious reflectors, and this tremendous passage says that even when you are studying a trade and a craft by which you can make an honest living, that too is a mitzvah. And, and I think that's just a tremendously interesting, um, tremendously interesting uh, uh, idea. There's a famous story on our page, on the next page, on the back side, the the daf, uh, the amud bet. Um, you are not, as we said, about supposed to think about pursuing your own business on Shabbat, and there is a. Ma'ase bechasid echad, a tale of a certain saint. 
Shepartsalo peretz mitoch sadehu. And uh, his fence fell down in his field. Vinimlach ale legodra. And he thought about it and said, After Shabbat, I am going to fix that fence. Viniskar sheshabatu. But then he remembered that today was Shabbat. Uh, actually, the, the Jerusalem Talmud says that he thought and said, I'll fix it after Shabbat. Uh, the Babylonian Talmud doesn't say that he plans to fix it after Shabbat. It just says that he plans to fix it. Perhaps he meant fix it right then and there, and he started to run and get his hammer or something like that. Viniskar uh, Shabbat. And then he remembers that, Oi, today is Shabbat. Venimna Oto Chasid, Velogadara. And this saint then said, I'm so sorry, I, 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 I ruined my Shabbat with that thought, and now I am not going to fix it. I'm going to leave it there broken as a, as a remembrance to me that you don't even think about work on Shabbat. Nesalones, a miracle was done for him, Ve'altabot Salaf, and a caper tree grew, Umimena, Haita Parnasato, Parnasat, Anshei Beito. And from the capers that grew on that tree, thanks to thanks to God's intervention, uh, he and his family were able were able to live. Um, I love this story. It's a great story. Miracles don't happen every day, of course, but uh, it's a great story about Shabbat is a time when you don't even plan for how it is that you need to make a better world. You accept the world in all its brokenness, and that's going to have to be enough. Uh, it's going to have to be enough on Shabbat. Finally, the page will conclude with. Um, with the rules about machshich alatchum, about going up to the edge of the Shabbat boundaries, um, you, you're you know you're not supposed to travel more than two thousand amot, that's two thousand cubits outside of the town on Shabbat. Uh, you you also don't want to like head to the edge as afternoon is coming, so that you can be ready to get out of there as soon as Shabbat ends. You don't want to be planning for the end of Shabbat when it happens, but you're also supposed to make havdalah. So when when do you start doing your work? It says that. Certain exigent circumstances, people cannot make the full havdalah. They can just so the, the ritual separation at the end of Shabbat. They can just say the phrase Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol, Baruch Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol. Blessed is the one who, who distinguishes uh, sacred from secular and go and do their work. That's a widely done practice nowadays as well. Thanks for learning this page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.